You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Diving stop, Seager. Toss on off the first. In time to get seven. Three-run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad. And the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Straight away, center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Welcome back to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Hill back with you. Thanks for being here. Mariners fall in game one of the series to Baltimore. We'll talk about that in just a second. We have a lot coming up on this podcast. Aaron Goldsmith with Andy McKay. That comes up in a few minutes. Shannon Dreyer with Yonder Alonzo, Mariners' new first baseman. That will come up as well. Mariners, a tough one as they fall in game one of the series to Baltimore, 7-6, to six, now completely even on this road trip. Still a chance to take this series, but not going to be easy against the surging Baltimore Orioles, who now have won five games in a row. They're above 500 for the first time since June and playing some great baseball. Offensively, so tough to deal with. They've scored the most runs in the American League since the All-Star break. No team in baseball has hit more home runs than Baltimore since the break. Surging. 16 hits last night as they pull it out 7-6 to six in a game that really went back and forth throughout the contest. Mariners flex some muscle of their own. Ben Gamble, a huge, huge ball game. The stretch and the pitch. Swing and a fly ball deep to center field. Jones going back to the one track to the wall. Goodbye baseball. Ben Gamble straight away center field. Holy smokes and the Mariners have the lead. Four to three here in the top of the fourth inning on Gamble's seventh home run of the year. Here's the pitch. Swings, hits it hard up the middle. That's through for a base hit. One run's going to score. Trucking around third base, being waved in his Seager. Throw is going to be cut off. He'll slide safely home. And Ben Gamble, two more RBIs on the tally. And we are tied again, 6-6, six to six, as Ben Gamble has driven in five runs in this ballgame. A base hit up the middle, scoring two. And the Mariners are back at it offensively. So Gamble, a career-high five RBIs, had a couple of hits, including a home run. RBI single as well, so big night for Gamble. Mariners actually had this one tied at 6-6. They kept coming back after Baltimore would snatch the lead. Baltimore had scored in four innings in a row before the Mariners tied it in the sixth with a two-spot, but Baltimore won in the seventh to take the lead. Here's the pitch. Swung on, golfed down the right field line. That is down. It's rolling all the way to the corner. Steaming into third is Mancini. Davis racing around first. It is dug out finally. Throw home on the fly is not going to be in time. Rounding third base and scoring is Mancini. And Baltimore, just like that, have taken the lead. And it was a lead they would never give back. Gonzalez, the starter for the M, struggled. Couldn't get through four. Five earned and three and a third. Bullpen pitched well. Pagan and Bergman combined for four and two-thirds. Only gave up two earned runs which is pretty good considering 
how well this team is pitching. Pagan, though, threw 40 pitches last night, so imagine we won't see him for a couple of days. Bergman threw 25 in his outing and his two innings of work. Mariners get to their starter, Tillman, six runs and five and a third, but couldn't dent the bullpen as Britton came on. First time he appeared since uh, suffering a knee injury and blowing a save last week against the Oakland A's, but he locked down the save his 12th of the season. So now the Mariners will try and get even in this series, try and stay above 500 on this trip before returning home for September. No podcast coming up tomorrow. So day baseball coming up Wednesday. Erasmo Ramirez tonight will get the ball. Dylan Bundy, who's been one of their most consistent starters, probably their most consistent starter. Gosman's pitching really well now, but he struggled for the most part this season. But he's been good lately. Bundy has probably been their most consistent guy throughout the season. He'll take the ball 12-8 and with a 4-1-8 ERA. But Bundy's actually been really good as of late. He hit a rough patch in the month of July. But he's settled down in August, and he's pitched great. August, 2.67 ERA and four starts. July, 8.41 ERA and four starts. Meanwhile, Ramirez has pitched well his last handful of games for the Mariners. Last three starts, a 2.00 ERA in 18 innings. Opponents batting just a buck 77 against him. And they're going to need it. This is not easy to pitch to this Baltimore lineup. They just pack a real wallop, especially in their home yard. So tough matchup for the Mariners in this one. And then Wednesday, day baseball. It's a noon start, 12.05. Ariel Miranda pitches against his former team. Ubaldo Jimenez will get the ball for Baltimore. Mariners touched him up in Seattle. They'd love to do the same, 5-9 and nine with a 6.57 ERA. But given the game last night, Given the way Baltimore's hitting the ball, we could be in for a couple more wild ball games starting tonight in Baltimore. So there you go. Let's hear from the skipper after the game last night. Yeah, no, uh, you know, obviously they were on uh, Marco uh, really from the get-go tonight. Um, I gave up eight hits, uh, a couple walks. But, uh, you know, we did get some you know, big production, you know, offensively. Gamble had a huge night, of course. Uh, Valencia, a couple of hits. Um you know, we just couldn't, you know, kind of keep him uh, right there. Uh, you know, getting Marco out of there early, certainly, you know, Bergie did a nice job coming in the bases loaded situation and then you know, try to get a little bit more to him. And uh, Pagan, same thing. Great job getting out of that inning uh, there. And, you know, Pagan just missed a spot to Chris Davis for the double down in the corner. But, uh, you know, some positive signs by our offense, uh, no doubt. Uh, we played a crisper game tonight, but, you know, obviously not enough. I thought we you know, put good pressure on him. We had first and second there. Um, you know, in the eighth inning, we had it off gone in the seventh and um, you know Hanniger hits the bullet right at the shortstop that turns into a double play so you know not a lot of things went our way offensively tonight but um, you know let's keep grinding keep getting after it and uh, you know hopefully put up a little bit more tomorrow that's five starts for Marco now and he hasn't gotten to the fifth in any of them he, rosters expand here a little bit when this rotation turns again what do you do do you put him back out there or do you have well, to take a look oh uh, we'll see you know we'll, we'll talk about it um, you know I certainly like a lot of things he does he just you know, struggle, uh, you know, putting hitters away. And, you know, when he's not right on his spots, you know, they had pretty good swings. Tough lineup for him to go through. Obviously, they've seen him before uh, with all the right-handed power that they have in their lineup. So it's certainly a challenge against any left-hander uh, with the lineup they run out there. But, uh, you know, we'll take a look at it. We'll continue to work and, you know, with him. And, and uh, again, I think he's got a bright future. It's just not clicking right now. Even kind of wait for Ben to 
bounce back and big step for him. Yeah, I thought Gam really swung the bat well tonight. He was out early today. He took a lot of swings, talking with Edgar and, and Scott Brocious about what was going on. I thought he made some nice adjustments. You know, uh, you know, big home run early, and then the two-run single late. Great to see out of him. You talked about needing to kind of lengthen the lineup. Uh, that's what you're looking for. No doubt, yeah. You know, Z's continue to swing the bat really good. But, you know, getting Gamble, I thought Hanniger's, uh, you know, hit the one ball hard right at the shortstop tonight. Hopefully get him going a little bit there. It's got to be everybody, you know, chipping. It can't just be the same guys every night. Pagan get you out of a pretty tough jam there. Uh, I thought Pagan threw the ball really well. Uh, he did a tough jam with the bases loaded. And, uh, you know, he just made a couple mistakes the next inning. Uh, Mancini got on him on a fastball in the middle of the plate. And then, you know, he kind of got the ball into the Chris Davis's hot zone, you know, down and in, and he drove the ball down the corner. But uh, he hung in there. He kept it right there. Our offense, you know, kept putting pressure on him. We just didn't get the big hit at the end. And now here's Aaron Goldsmith with Andy McKay. Andy, it's good to see you here in Atlanta. Year two for you as the Mariners farm director. Uh, last time we talked about a year ago, uh, you were over-caffeinated. You were sleep-deprived. Are you in a similar status now, or are things gotten better in that regard for you? It's been a uh, it's been a tough one. I'm on the, about a day twenty, I guess, of a road trip that started in Seattle, went through Beloit, went through the Dominican Republic, and now we're in Atlanta. So, um, I think during the season you're kind of always in that frame of mind for the most part. And what is kind of the overarching uh, feel so far this season as the minor league season is winding down as to how things have gone so far this year on the farm? You know, we're excited about how uh, how our teams have played for the most part. We've had some um, you know, the injury bug that has affected the major league team has trickled all the way down. And, you know, the, the amount of movement you have back and forth and uh, the lack of stability in our rosters has been an issue. But, you know, as of right now, we've got two teams that will be playing in the postseason, uh, and we're really excited about that. And uh, getting Kyle Lewis back on the field after missing, you know, over a full year uh, with his knee injury, and he kind of picked up right where he left off in Modesto and, um, so he was, he, you know, he lost a year and was able to skip through uh, low A. And in um, our, our draft class this year, we are uh, very excited about. And um, Evan White and Sam Carlson uh, have both suffered some injuries, but um, both of those guys have shown up and kind of been exactly what we were expecting. Are those injuries thought to be uh, serious of any way or just minor road bumps? No, just minor road bumps, but, um, you know, enough to – kind of derail their first half season and uh you know they both have missed a a lot of time there there's so much excitement and for good reason about kyle lewis when you watch him play what excites you the most everything you know he he looks like you know when you hear somebody won the golden spikes award as you know the best amateur player in the country uh you have high expectations and you know he he has definitely met those expectations as a player but he he plays with a great energy about him he's got a big smile on his face that from that smile, it always kind of reminds me of Robbie. Um, the game is fun to him, and you know, and, and the skills just show up. Um, you know, his ability to hit, the power, the run, the defense. Um, you know, our scouting group was ecstatic when he was available at our pick last year, and and I can see why. So, um, it couldn't be happier for him. And the fact that he missed all that time and came back and really didn't miss a beat is uh, is quite a testament to his talent. We had an interesting conversation with Scott Service about a week or so ago. As most Mariners fans know, the Mariners have had a hard time getting starting pitchers, really even to the sixth right now with as depleted as the rotation is. And it kind of brought up the idea of how is it when you're a farm director or a minor league manager, this idea of cultivating starting pitching 
to the standpoint where that they are comfortable pitching into the seventh, maybe even into the eighth inning, while still protecting those young, viable arms. But so that when they get to the major leagues, they're in a position of confidence and ability to be able to pitch deep in a game. How do you do that, Andy? Yeah, uh, it's probably the million-dollar question. I think there's probably 30 clubs that are trying to figure out the answer to that. And you know, it's individualized. It's not something that you can put on paper and say this is how we do it. Uh, because every player is different, and every player – I mean, really the first thing you have to figure out is, is this player a starting pitcher or is he a reliever? Um, you know, we know that most major league uh, relievers started as starting pitchers, you know, and they end up moving into the bullpen in the minor leagues. Um, you know, and depending on where you where you get the kid from, if you take a high school player, um, you know, their workload is so low coming out of high school baseball, you know, it, it's going to take you – two, three full seasons to even get them gradually built up to the point where they could pitch consistently into the sixth, seventh inning uh, for 30 starts. You know, so that takes a lot of time. Then you get, you know, in our situation this year where we, we took a lot of college pitching, you basically don't pitch them your first, that first season because they're already at their inning limit based on what they did in the college season. So those things come into effect. The type of body uh, comes into effect. The effort that the that the guy pitches with uh, goes into effect and so when you look through our minor leagues we've had you know we've thrown complete games this year um, we've had guys that can pretty consistently get into that sixth and seventh inning but like for example Nick Neidert um, who was just named the Cal League pitcher of the year uh, 20 years old uh, really a second full season and y- you look at the workload from the very beginning and you know that it if he if he makes thirty starts, uh, which is probably a, a tick high, and throws five innings a game, you're at 150 innings, which is probably too many, mm. based on where he's been. So it's a gradual buildup, and you wouldn't you would never see a pitcher pitch into the you know seventh eighth inning until he was older at the higher levels, and if he's good enough to do that, he's probably getting to the big leagues, you know, because it's not just a workload issue. You have to be good. You have to be really good to get through a lineup three times, you know, on a on a workable pitch count. So um, it, it is hard. Andy, we know your time is precious. We appreciate the visit. Hopefully you can get some rest sometime soon. Thanks. Appreciate it. And now Shannon with Yonder Alonzo. Shannon Dreyer in the dugout here in Baltimore catching up with Yonder Alonzo. And, Yonder, I tried to get you after that big home run, but you've been working too hard before games. Your routine before games, how does that change if you're starting or if you're coming off the bench? Because it was really interesting to hear you say after that game on Friday, you knew you had to prepare differently for them. Yeah, I mean, I think it really starts uh, as soon as you get to the ballpark when you see the lineup. Um, you have to get your mind uh, mentally prepared for, for obviously coming in in a later part of the game and a crucial part of the game. And, um, you know, there's no time to really wait around. Uh, those, those guys that are usually coming out of the pen are specialists and, and guys that are trying to work quick and they're trying to get, you know, make tough pitches and, and make quick outs. So you have to really stay stubborn. And, you know, once you, you get into the, the BP and part of the game, you start reading the game, you start realizing what's happening in the game. And then you get a knowledge of what's happening. You've been around the game for a little, I've been around the game for a little while. So I kind of understand when it's kind of time to go and things like that. But, um, and then when you start, you just do your own regular thing. You know, you, you do your own routine and the routine that you've been doing for many years. It's great to see you kind of jump in because you mostly start. But you, you adjusted that and that's best for you, best for the team. Absolutely. And that's what is needed. I mean, I think everybody here in this club right now feels like, uh, 
they can contribute every single day. So, you know, any time that, that I can do that to help the guys out is a plus. Guys, when I talk to them about you, they say just such a professional and they appreciate. Where did you learn that? I think the roots from my dad. I mean, my dad's been a guy who's, uh, you know, pro at everything he does. He does everything uh, first class and uh, he does it all right. And so for me, it's uh, it just means uh, that I got to do my job just as just as much and just as well as he, he does it. So, um, you know, I've always had a, uh, a good foundation uh, behind me since I was since I was young to, you know, do things right and not really have fast and just kind of stay out of uh, everybody's way and then just make sure you stay in your lane and, and you become a professional all around, not only in, inside the clubhouse, but obviously when you play the game as well. And get the job done. Get the job done, yeah. That's, that's a very important part of it. That's been great to see. What's been the biggest adjustment coming over in the middle of the season? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I really I haven't seen too much of a big adjustment. Um, I think it's still the same game. Uh, I've known these guys for quite a bit. Um, you know, they make it very easy on myself to work every day. So I don't think it's been that big of an adjustment. I, I think, it, if anything, there's just more veterans here. So... Um, when I was in Oakland, it was a lot of more young guys, younger guys, so it was a little tougher. But um, other than that, I mean, the guys here come ready to play, and they come prepared, so that's all you can ask for. It's fun watching you and Danny the other day. There was batting practice was canceled, but you guys were out on the field doing right. it. looks like it was running work, some agility work. Is that yeah. what we would see in we the offseason? Yeah, I mean, we do that every day game. Um, uh, or if there's no BP at that night game, we make sure to do it as well. So it's just a chance for us to get out on the field before we, we actually get on the field for that first inning. So... Um, you know, I, it was kind of a routine I did with uh, with the guys, and, and I've been doing it ever since with him. Kind of cool to have the guy that you do it with. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely it very, very is. cool. So I've been doing it with him for quite a bit, and uh, we're not going to stop. How long have you known him? Oh, I've known him since I was like 14 years old, 13, 14 years old, so quite, quite some time. So if we asked you, like, what was his first car, you'd know that? What was? I don't remember what was his first car. I don't think he had a car until he was in college, to okay. be honest with you. So, okay. I'm not sure. Most embarrassing outfit he wore in high school? <laughs> he still wears embarrassing outfits right now. But, um, no, yeah, I mean, he, he's good fun, man. He's, uh, he's a good friend. Lastly, going back to the uh, game one against New York, I, I understand on TV you said that you talked with Edgar before you went up for that at-bat against Chapman. What are you looking for in that, and what did you get? Just trying, obviously, to get a strike and not overswing. I mean, I think this guy throws so hard. All you got to kind of do is just be short to the ball and touch it. I uh, just wasn't trying to strike out. That was the only thing, honestly, I was starting not to do. Was just make sure I got a strike and, and just hit it. Just whatever happens, just hit it and, and see what happens. And, you know, luckily, Edgar, for me, was uh, big right on deck. He was telling me just to relax and, and just don't try to swing too hard. Just kind of take it nice and easy like a first round of BP and uh, let him produce everything uh, on, on the ball and the bat. So, for me, it was just to be simple, short, and just hit it. That would be one heck of a first round of BP. Oh, man, yeah. I think it was <laughs> It's just, uh, It was a tough one, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you got it, and that was big. Yonder, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See you later!